When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 79. Wow, what a day. Uh, a crazy day for Ranger fans, crazy day for all fans across the NHL, a crazy f- day, night, evening for Columbus Blue Jacket fans, and probably a complete shock, uh, mostly to Cal- Calgary Flames fans who kind of rolled out the red carpet for Johnny G, but he signs a big contract in Columbus, and yeah, that's probably the biggest shocker of the day. Uh, other than maybe Mark Stahl still playing in the NHL. So, uh, Andy, let's get right into it, man. Uh, how are you doing? I'm just as shocked as you are, but kind of in a positive way. The more it sets in, the more I'm kind of smiling. I think, you know, I think that's what you definitely want as a neutral. If you if you know you're probably not in on the biggest fish of free agency, you're obviously still uh, fan forecasting where they might go. And honestly... I, you know, I've always had a weird little soft spot for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Obviously, it helps that John Davidson is back there, but this is major for them, man. They're they're a franchise that has trouble landing marquee free agents, and they finally they got one. I mean, obviously they, they got Panarin in a trade, but then they all leave. But to for a guy to choose to go there is pretty huge. Um, and I have a lot of theories on why he might have picked them, but over, I mean. We know Johnny Gaudreau is a Jersey kid, but we know he's Jersey, uh, much like Tony D'Angelo in that he's glue up. Uh, I think he was a fly. He's South Jersey. So he's a Flyers fan. You know what I mean? Uh, so that was probably his number one place. But uh, we know that from just what is being reported that the Flyers were trying to shed some salary so they could uh, sign him. But unfortunately, they could not. They were trying to, I think, attach a pick to JVR or something to get him to go. But they were only willing to go so far, and teams weren't going to send them, you know, weren't going to help them out. Or or they just tried to make it too rich for their blood. So then they said, you know, we're out on it, which um, that's another issue. The Flyers are a, a mess of a franchise right now. I, what, I can't, even with them. I'm not, and I'm not getting into it. But so then, so then we knew it was then between the Islanders and uh the devils and we knew that the devils offered i think a million more per year than the islanders was being reported which over the the seven-year deal is seven million dollars it's not a insignificant amount of money right um but yeah but if that was the case why is johnny not just pulling the trigger on new jersey well maybe he was trying to get loot up his offer because i think at that point he's like well i'd rather go the islanders but i want to get that money you know but there was rumblings that a dark horse team had made it known in the morning that they were interested and had made a crazy pitch to him. 
and it was the, the Blue Jackets. And Johnny Gaudreau says, you know what? Uh, I want to go to Columbus. I, you know, I mean, I don't, the, Columbus has some pretty good pieces for the future. Um, I still don't know how close they are, but I say that knowing that, hey, maybe they could, they're closer, they might be closer, they're definitely closer now than they were before. Um, but yeah, it's weird because obviously if he was the Devils, they have so much young talent, they're clearly going to take a step at some point. Um, but yeah, I just, it's kind of baffling in a way, but it's also kind of cool. It's it, no one could, no one would have predicted this this morning and that's the best part of free agency. So yeah, it's, it's wild, but you know, I'm sure Johnny Gaudreau has his reasons, but uh, he chose Columbus. So seven year deal with uh, Columbus. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Complete shocker. I mean, it, it's just, you know, one of those things that you certainly weren't expecting and, and I know it didn't involve the Rangers and it did involve the New York Islanders. It did involve the New Jersey Devils, the, the Flyers. And you, you kind of were like, Ugh, one of those three teams are going to get them. Like, I don't know, Johnny Hockey out West. I mean, he was fine out there. He was harmless. You know, he had his, you know, 100 points, you know, out there. And that was perfectly fine. And and then you're like, oh, God, now he's coming back. You know, he's coming East. Uh, yeah. And then he goes to Columbus of all places. Which is, yeah, like you, you are certainly correct in that it's, you know, great for that franchise and it, you know, it's a big market name and hopefully that makes it a little bit more com comforting for future stars to go there. But, you know, all in all, I don't know. I, I, I just, I feel like, you know, the one question that keeps just circling in my brain is like, how, like, I know he wanted to come home, but if it's not working out with Philly, if it's not going to work out with New Jersey or the Islanders, I just, I feel like, wouldn't you just stay in Calgary? At least it was a winning team. You could, I don't know. It just, it's very odd. It, it just, there's got to be something more to it to go to Columbus. And, you know, I, I have a history with Columbus and ripping the franchise uh, as like the worst place to play in the league. Uh, and people of Columbus and Ohio altogether just came after me online but that's for another story but i don't know andy it just feels like there's a something missing and you know hopefully there's something that comes out later like you know what was the deal breaker in, in calgary you know why couldn't they roll out the red carpet he's had so much success there individually i know as a team they constantly fall short like was that you know, was he feeling like the team just wasn't there? I, I I feel like it had to be a positive experience, but now I'm thinking like he must have been miserable there or something. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, there could be a lot of reasons. I mean, clearly the thing that kept, keeps getting re, uh, reiterated is that he wanted to be closer to home. So that's the one thing. So that kind of narrowed down the East Coast. You know, he'd been playing literally as almost as far away as one could get from uh, New Jersey as possible, literally on the other side of the country in the upper northern, you know, upper northwest corner of it. You know what I mean? So. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, from that aspect, this kind of makes sense. So then but then I guess the question is, why not Long Island or why Columbus or, you know, I mean. I don't know if there he's like at this point, if you're fulfilling, you want to be closer to home you 
I don't know if it's as deep as I hate the Flyers growing up because I was an Islanders fan. And, you know, that was like the if you're in Jersey, you're you're either or. Um, so that I don't know if it was that because they clearly have a, a promising team on the horizon. And then the Islanders, although obviously they just missed the playoffs, I don't know. But, they, you know, is it about maybe being more comfortable with the trajectory, feeling like the Islanders might be a team that's about to fall out a little bit because the age of some of their older players? Um, you know, or, uh, you know, I don't know if it's Barry Trotz is out, so it's not maybe I'll be stifled there type deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. But, you know, I, I, I will say this. I mean, we I, we do know how badly he wanted to go to Philly. So, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe John Davidson said, you know what, Johnny, listen, we need Columbus needs to show the league and other players that high profile players want to play here. So if you come here. You know, if you at any point you want, I will continue working with Philly or something. And if you're like, you know what, I would, I want to go home, home, then I'll make whatever it is, even if I have to maybe take a little bit of a bath on it, I'll do my best to trade you, you know, and that might, that might've been it just because it's more important. You know, Columbus needed a win really bad. (laughs) And this is the biggest win, um, at least in terms of a free agent in the history of their, their franchise. You know, Panarin was a trade. They drafted Rick Nash, uh, and that's it. Literally two guys in their entire history that you could really hang your hat on. And you, you can maybe say uh, Seth Jones to a lesser extent, but now we know Seth Jones is not what everyone thought. So, you know, and he left, and they all leave. They always leave. So someone finally came. So, you know what? Good for them. I have a soft spot for Columbus, and uh, I'm sure Johnny will have an introductory press conference tomorrow and we'll uh, we'll find out. He'll elaborate on what it was about the Blue Jackets. So, but yeah, good for them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, listen, I, I can't. What I said towards Columbus wasn't an ill will towards the franchise. Oh, I it's know. just it's just the reality of the situation. It's a baffling, I mean, it's a baffling decision. Trust me, I, I, I know that. But I mean, I, it, you face it in almost every sport. I said maybe the only sport that can like get around geography is probably football because it's just so ho- high profile. No uh, matter what, no right? Matter where you are, yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know, even basketball. You know, the Lakers are always going to get players over the you know Cleveland Cavaliers. It's just the the truth. So, um, yeah, you know, good for Columbus. And listen, Columbus even last year they. They surprised me. I mean, they, they were not. A, I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and you know, they they were, you know, middle of the pack. You know, they hung around with the Islanders. They're you know, eighty one points in eighty two games. I know, you know, obviously that's not great, but you know, if you look at, you know, where they should have probably ended up, or where I thought they would have ended up, I, I thought they were going to be certainly a team competing for the first overall pick. So, uh, yeah, I, I you know. You know, good for Columbus. I'll, 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 I'm gonna, I'm with you. I, I got a soft spot for them as well, and uh, I hope they do well next season. Uh, just not too well. Um, yeah. I mean, where else do you want to start? I mean, let's get, let's get it. You know, let's get into the Rangers. Obviously, I mean, yeah. You know, a, a juicy signing for the New York Rangers, and you know, I will start by saying, in the morning, all things were like Pat Kane is coming here. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, you know, I'd convinced myself that that was a great move. And then I convinced myself that that was the wrong move. I, I must've went back and forth 15 times, you know, the hour leading up to, uh, 
you know, free agency. And, you know, you kind of had the feeling that it wasn't going to happen, obviously. But, you know, all morning long, you know, Jesus, you know, I was like, is Pat Kane really going to be a New York Ranger? This is insane. So uh, your thoughts and, and feelings, uh, especially with, you know, obviously the big signing of Trocheck. Well, you know, obviously, the like you said, the report came out, you know, obviously in the morning, it's like, all right, Patty Kane to the New York Rangers, let's go. And then the report came out. It's like, you know, Kane wants to see how the season starts with uh, Chicago. You know, any trade would be in season. So you're like, okay, that's kind of weird, but I guess I get it. Maybe it's kind of weird to then just think you're going to be a Chicago Blackhawk after playing there so long and then just not have a chance to say goodbye to the fans or whatever. You know what I mean? So I can maybe understand in that sense because he can get trade at the deadline. You know what I mean? I think he'd probably be more valuable at the deadline. Yeah, me too. So maybe this is some, maybe it's, this is both him and the franchise or maybe they said to him like, listen, Pat, like, where do you want to go? Do you still want to be here? Where do you want to go? And he's like, well, you know, I want to, whatever. For all, I think maybe it helps all parties involved if he goes to the deadline, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, especially as you're getting close. Um, so that happened. So it's like, all right, that's it on Patty Kane. Uh, next thing, as a Rangers fan, you hear that cop is most likely not going to sign with the Rangers. He'll be looking elsewhere. And you're like, okay, like, you know, you figured you just get the bag somewhere else. And then obviously you're like, well, who's it going to be? Oh, and obviously Malkin resigned at the um, the eleventh hour last night, you know. So before the window, free agency window opened, so you're like, all right, so it's not going to be a McGenny Malkin. So now you're looking at the centers, and you're like, oh god, are we going to bring back Ryan Strom if nothing happens? Because then you're you're obviously the thinking about the money to go after a player like Nazem Kadri, who that was reported the Rangers have really high in their list, and we're going to maybe try to pitch him or do something or figure something out. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, doing the mental uh, calculations. You're like, how would the money work for that? It's just too much. So, but then you hear the Rangers are heavy in on Trocheck. You hear the rumors of that and you're like, okay, you know, it's a name that had been thrown around, but I don't, for whatever reason, it never really picked up popular steam. And then when you think about it, he is the perfect player for it to be the Rangers two C's clearly an upgrade over Strom. Uh, he brings more speed, which the Rangers need, and he's great on faceoffs. Uh, and he's good at driving possession and his best skill is scoring from near the goal mouth and chances. He usually creates himself off of tips, deflections and, uh, you know, batting and loose change. So he's exactly the type of player the Rangers need, right? As a two C the antithesis of Ryan Strom, right? Um, so yeah. And then it seemed like as soon as he was linked to them, it was almost a done deal. Um, obviously, so, you know, you're, you're happy about that. You're like, okay, cool. Vinny Trocek, this is interesting, you know, 29 years old. Then you hear it's seven years, and you're like, what the seven years, which is hard to swallow. But you say to yourself, you know what? It was if they need to keep the money down to resign other guys, you were going to have to give them time, term, you know? So you're like, okay, i not happy about the seven. Hopefully it's under 5.5. And it's like, 5.6 and you're like all right i'm not happy about that either but i think on the open honestly i'm sure other teams offered him a little bit more probably closer to maybe not six but maybe cl- right up there i'm sure there's a team that offered him 5.75 um and but but he got I, it, you know? I, I i don't mean to interject here yeah go ahead and i know this is kind of crazy but are are we like 
soured by like Strom on what we think like a two C is, like and like like as fans kind of finding it ridiculous that five point six two five million a season is a crazy amount for a two C. Like it's arguably like the center right now is arguably the the most important position you know maybe besides goaltending but to have strength down the middle is an absolute must so you know for me I think centers ultimately are, are probably a little bit more overpriced and a good center too in in, in the open market and you know I, I don't know I just feel like 5.625 million for Trocheck. yeah the length kind of sucks but um you know kind of also leads into a different question of you know, are the Rangers in a win now rather than, you know, we have a huge window and now it's like, well, maybe that window is not as big as we thought it was. So, you know, maybe getting him for this amount of term is not going to really hurt us for the long run. I I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, for me, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like the signing a lot. I like him as a player. I think he's a perfect fit face-off guy uh a huge upgrade from strom i i think he brings a little bit more jump and speed to that second line i think he'll fit in nice with panarin and uh i'm you know i'm super excited about it like i I don't really have anything negative to say i i like the contract i know you know the term is kind of sucks but you know you're were you gonna find a 2c that wasn't going to sign at least this, you know, a seven, eight year deal. Like it's a second center, you know, it's like, it's the two C position. It's again, one of the most important positions that you're going to have on your squad. And, you know, when you have someone at his caliber, like they're going to sign long-term contracts. It's just the nature of the beast. So yeah, uh, he's going to be a little bit older, but I don't know. It, it, It doesn't really bother me too much. I don't know why. Maybe it should bother me. You know, I am usually Mr. Negative. Yeah, that is true. This is freaking me out a little bit. I seem to be more, a little bit more upset about the, the money than you are. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, so he's got a new a no move the first three years, which becomes a modified no trade, the final four. So you're like, okay, like, you know, so it's not, it's not listen, it's not the end of the world. This is a little, there's a little bit of a we'll worry about that tomorrow type thing, um, which... Yeah, next summer, oh boy, you know, things are going to get tighter and tighter here in New York. So at some point, someone's getting bought out. I mean, you and I both have to- spoken about how we feel D- Jacob Trubo will will either be bought out or moved in some capacity. You know, he's headed to Detroit next season. I have a weird feeling. Um, as my dog yeah, I, trips over herself because she's a klutz. Uh, you know, cop just signs there for, you know, the same amount of money, but only at, only at five years, you know, five, uh, five years. Um, you the know, thing is, I think Trocheck is better than Cop. So he is. I. I. Well, you know what it is. It's there, he's bet. Well, he's a better, way better fit for the Rangers. I Cop, yeah, that's, Cop was that's, too slow. I know. He I was think hurt. that's it. I think in honestly, I think in a lot of ways, Cop is perfect for a fast uh, Detroit team that might need to get better at being more detail oriented. You know, in order to be successful. Cause he's going to play with Dylan Larkin and, and uh, you know, or well, no, he's not gonna play with Larkin. And, well, although maybe he might, but you know what I mean? He's, he's joining a team that has fast players already like Larkin. Um, and uh, what's that kid? The winger, <laughs> the, the Swedish winger. Who's really good. Who almost won the call. There is not more cider. Uh, Lucas Raymond. 
you know, they, they have some wheels on that team already. You know what I mean? So he's, he's a good fit for them. Uh, and you know, for the Rangers, they needed to get faster. They, they're painfully slow. A lot of their players are painfully slow. And also most we've spoken ad nauseum about the second line and Panarin and the fact that there, we were so happy caught was cop was brought in because, you know, he brought an element that they needed because it was just Panarin and, and Strom flinging the puck to each other around the boards, trying to wait for an opening, which maybe works in the regular season, but doesn't work as, as effective as in the playoffs. But here's a guy who does everything, you know, I mean, they've set, they've tried saddling with various degrees of success players like Dryden Hunt and Colin Blackwell and, you know, uh, just these energy jump forecheck guys who can't do anything much else with Panarin to do the work that Panarin and Strom don't want to do. Well, now the person centering Panarin and I guess presumably Capo Caco, we might, we might think um, next season is going to get in on the forecheck because it's what he's good at. And he's going to go to the middle of the net and he's going to draw, he's going to make space for Panarin. He's going to compliment them. Instead of being like, I'm going to go to the other around the half boards, rim it around, and I'll go collect it, and then I'll kind of fake a pass to the middle, then I'll go back to the point, then I'll go back to me, then I'll kind of try to find you behind the net, then I'll, then I'll, you know what I mean? It's just a more chaotic, direct style that the range ends with more speed, and the Rangers need that. So, in that sense, it's a good fit. Um, a cop came out and said the Rangers never made him an offer. They were looking to go in a different direction. So that, I think, James, that tells you that that's Chris Drury probably agrees 100% with what he said. They feel that Trocheck is a clear upgrade for, for their needs, you know, because Kopp is a good player. He's versatile. Oh, he was hurt. Yeah, yeah, and I know you're not saying that, but I'm just saying he's a good player. He's versatile. He can play almost any forward position. He can kill penalties. He's, he's probably better defensively than, you know, but he's slow. And I think I also think that over time, slower guys, I feel like they their games fall off a lot, a lot faster. You know what I mean? Than maybe some guys who are at least a little bit more fleet of foot. So, uh, uh, listen, so that's the worry with more. a guy with with Andrew Cobb. You know? Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. And you know, I, I again, you know, I, I keep harping on this. It's just I, I wanted a center for Panarin. Like it needed to be a good fit for Panarin. It needed to be someone with speed. It needed to be someone that, you know, can win faceoffs. And it's just one of those things where the most frustrating part about watching the Rangers last season was I think a lot of us, you know, saw the writing on the wall and how frustrating it was watching Strom. And, you know, and, and listen, Strom had a role here. He did a great job. He did the best he could, but you know it, we all knew the Strom experiment was kind of over, and that the Strom Panarin connection has ran ran its course, and it was time to move on. I mean, I do find it interesting, Andy, that as of right now, and things could have changed in the last couple hours, but nobody has been linked to Ryan Strom. I mean, what does that kind of tell you? It's like. The guy was clear is clearly asking for too much money. And, you know, I think the whole league kind of realized, like, listen, dude, you're playing with, you know, Artemi Panarin. This is, you know, one of the best players in the world right now. Like, your numbers are inflated. You're not a number two center. And, and you know, I, honestly, the only two places right now that I, I see him are the Islanders or Edmonton. <laughs> Ironically, the, you know, the two 
teams that, you know, he, he used to play for, was drafted for and was traded to. So, um, yeah, I, I, what are your thoughts on, on you know, Strom not being linked to anybody unless you know something too now that... I, I don't, but I got a hot take. Okay, okay. I know, I know exactly where Ryan Strom's going. Oh, boy. He's headed back to Long Island. All right. I, listen. Because Lou, once again, uh, went after the biggest free agent and was left with nothing but his nuts in his hand. And now at the 11th hour, he's got to cobble something together. Because uh, if you've looked on social media, Devils fans and Islanders fans are pissed. I would say Islanders fans are more pissed than Devils fans, though. Because you know what? The Islanders lost out. But at least, you know what? They've had, they got Dougie last year. But, you know, whatever. They still have Hughes and, you know, they just drafted uh, second overall and they have, you know, he's sure and they have young, good players. You know what I mean? But the Islanders just can never, you know, especially under Lou, it's just they're they're probably going to now go around and sign someone old who's over the hill. You know what I mean? So Ryan Strom to the Islanders, I, I that's what I think is going to happen. I would not be surprised. Well, he doesn't have I mean, to go far. It's a whole like I was drafted by you know this franchise, um, and now I'm a different player than I was back then. There's a nice little story wrapped up in it, you know. So I mean, do, do you, is there a part of you that maybe thinks like McDavid could draw him to Edmonton again? Didn't I work don't know. With- they played. He played. Tried playing with McDavid. And Edmonton. Well, no, work. not as like a guy that's going to play with McDavid, but as you know, a guy, I, I mean, listen. I looking at the playoffs last year. I I think Strom would have been a, a fine fit in Edmonton. You know, they certainly could could use you know his depth and forward depth there. And listen, I'm not saying that Strom is not an NHL player. All I'm saying yeah. is that he's not a number two center guy that you can really truly rely on. But if you put him, plug him in as a third line center. You know, I think he'd be fi- perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, with, I guess with the question, James, not to cut you off, is what is most important to him? Is it the money? Because we knew he was going to test free agency even before. But I think he could read the tea leaves and know that the Rangers were probably, like, looking to move on from him. So he's going to just do. I think if he's smart, he gets a shorter-term contract in a team that's going to be bad. But... Uh, not you know, not too high, but who can then maybe trade him with retention to a contender eventually. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, because I think he's that type of player, right? You you don't want to. He's not the guy you go after and you throw him the bag to be your second line center to go to war with. But he's a good offensive player, and I think he's a perfect guy, especially if you're like, God forbid, our second line center goes down. This is a guy who's done it before and at least has can play with skill players. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I mean, again, for the Trocheck upgrade, if you, if you want to call it that, which I would, uh, Trocheck has put up Ryan Strom-esque numbers without Artemi Panarin. So imagine how, what he's going to do with Artemi Panarin. You know what I mean? Although it's funny, styles, styles make fights. I could see Panarin's point total coming down a little bit and Trocheck's shooting up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I- but, it, but I still think the Rangers would be better overall for it. You know what I mean? Just knowing you can deploy Panarin, you know, deploy Panarin in more situations where you're not so much worried about what's going to happen when he's on the ice because his line, despite being awesome offensively, is not, uh, you know, going to be a sieve 
when they're on the ice, you know? Yeah, no, I, well, I, I totally get it. It, I'm, listen, I'm just so excited. The Strom experiment's finally over. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. He is not signed anywhere yet. I, I know I had my dark host, of course. He might come back. He might circle around and say, you know what? I really thought about it, Chris, and I have unfinished business with the boys. You know, we got to do this. And I'll, I will take that, you know, I know you thought you were joking, but I will take that, you know, three or three million dollars. I don't know. Although, that, I mean, now he's got to resign. It's either Capo Caco or, or Ryan Strom at this point. So. In well, which case, Ma, he will sign is, Ryan Stroman and uh, trade Capococco for future. Is Ma going to, like, is Ma in the picture here? He's out. Oh, yeah, no. They asked Chris, he had a, uh, Drury had a press conference. They asked about Tyler Mott, and they said, unfortunately, you know, with the way things felt today, we think it's a little tight that we'll be able, won't be able to bring him back. So Tyler Mott, unfortunately, will probably go to Detroit because Steve Eiserman just looks at, like, the Rangers all the time and is like, hmm, that guy's good, and they don't realize it. So I'm going to take him, and then I'm going to build a championship team out of them you know the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports you could fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before plus right now DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000 that's right just make your first bet up to $1,000 and if it doesn't win you'll get another shot to cash in you can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, God. All right. I really wanted him. I thought, you know, when they were moving the... Well, we can talk about this next. Yeah. Uh, ne- the Nemeth contract is off the books. Uh, we don't have to talk about it in, anymore. Well, Your I thoughts? Mean- I mean... I mean, yeah, we we are going to have to talk about it because we did lose draft picks, um, and we got some guy named Umberson, Ty Umberson, yeah. Um, so yeah, Rangers obviously choose not to buy out Nemeth, which at the time people were thinking that's odd. So they were like, Chris Drury is probably going to would rather trade him because obviously you can free up a hundred percent of his cap hit, which is more preferable. You know what I mean? And if you have all those picks, I mean, we've seen a bunch of GMs over the last 48 hours attach picks to players that are trying to get rid of to shed salary. Uh, so he does that. I think he it's a, a set it was a second in like 2024, a uh, conditional pick, which I, I don't know what the conditions are. Future, a, a future considerations conditional pick and uh, Nemeth for it was a uh, Ty Emerson, right? Yeah. Ty Emerson was Keandre Miller's D partner at Wisconsin. So, so Keandre's happy. Yeah, Keandre's probably happy about that. Yeah. Do I think Ty Emerson ever is more than a uh AHL D man slash potentially extra D, you know, seventh D man? No. So, but you know what? It makes Keandre happy. I I'm all about it, you know. Yeah, but is he ever even going to see this guy kid? Well, he just tweeted out in his Instagram story a picture of them like 
you know, hold it, you know, arm in arm being like, you know, oh, we're so back or some shit. So he'll see him at development camp and, and in pr- the preseason, right? So <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Enjoy the few weeks that you have with yeah, each other. Yeah, man. Just... You never know. Listen, the NHL's the, the NHL season is long and their injuries can happen. So who knows? I mean, maybe the kid pans out. I don't know. The Rangers Listen. have done a pretty good job with defensemen. So if Ty uh, Amberson plays for the New York Rangers, I will buy I will purchase a Ty Emerson jersey to give away on the podcast. Mark my words. Nice. Uh, if, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. But I, 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 I know, like, but this is, it, folks, bookmark this. Yeah. Bookmark this episode. Um, you can hold me to it. The, the, the one thing uh, about this, uh, I, I like the not buying out. I really do. I hate the buyouts. I mean, I was just looking at the buyouts today. It's like Shattenkirk. Dan Girardi and Pony D are chewing up $3.4 million of space and because we had to buy them out. Richards is still listed on there. I find that really funny. He's listed all the way for, for $0 until 20, Cause 25, he's a, 26. Uh, compliance buyout? I guess so. I, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know why it's, it goes all the way. They're just not listed, I guess. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad we did it. It it is frustrating, but I, I really I wanted to ask you, Andy. Like the the one thing that bothers me is like we did this already with Mark Stahl. It's it's like how many times are we gonna try to sign this sixth defenseman in an organization that had so many defensemen in in you know in, in the reins where we signed this guy like Nemeth to a multi-year deal worth that amount of money. And like, in in what world was that okay? Like, for as well as Drury has done, like, this has to be the biggest black eye so far with with his tenure. Yeah, I mean, you know what, in fairness, he, Nemeth declined. And I'm not, I'm not he, saying we need to, you know, you know, start up you know i hate jury you know no club. no i no. love him I, I i love him but you know this was, one just i don't nemeth, know why it bothers ne- me so nemeth was good he was i mean he was a perfectly solid defensive uh you know defensive defenseman in detroit he gets traded to colorado and he's good in the regular season and then he kind of shits the bed in the playoffs and he had, and he was like oh he had a rough playoff so i guess the rangers are saying you know what we see that but he's been good up to this point in yeah, he had bad playoffs, but must be an aberration and then has a, an abjectly horrible season. But, but that, you know, there's, I'm sure he contributed to a lot of things, but you can't obviously, you know, long COVID and some other factors, you know, having a child being part of it, which was made a clearly very difficult for him. So, you know, you can say maybe just to finally, he turned 30 and he just declined as hard as he could as one can um, or the fact that the Rangers are kind of have been porous defensively and it's really exposed him. And the fact that they, instead of sheltering a guy who might be struggling a little bit, they put him with rookies who are also trying to find, get their feet wet and find their way. So, cause there, yeah, Nemeth would have games where I'm, he, I actually thought he was solid and then he would just have another game where it was like Jekyll and Hyde. It was just crazy, you know? Um, but yeah, I, like you said, this is probably the most, Probably right now it's like the biggest black eye in Drury's uh, tenure as the the GM right now. But I honestly I I did at the time I did understand 
the reasons, the, the reasoning and the thinking behind it. It's just this, listen, the Rangers can develop defensemen. They've been doing it the last few years, you know, uh, you know, between McDonough and Stahl and Girardi and Fo- well, Fox, I'm, you know, is elite talent. So I'm not going to count him, but even Ryan Lindgren and Keandre, it's like they, they, they got that covered. They can't develop their, their young forwards worth of shit, but you know, he's not a young forward. So they should just say, you know what? You have all these defensemen. You clearly have been done a good job developing them. Just let it come from within. I know and understand you don't want to roll all kids in the playoffs, but that's kind of what you ended up doing in the end anyway. But so the thing I is, think- though, going into last season, you know, I don't think even they knew that the Rangers could potentially be a team like this. Like Exactly. And like that's why they, they should have been like, all right, here's a good year and a good opportunity to get some of these young defensemen and see what they have. And, yeah. and, and it, listen, I, I know things got real, real quick with the New York Rangers because there, there wasn't really a, you know, a downturn at all last season where you thought like, oh, well, maybe this isn't, you know, uh, the reality of the situation here w- with how successful this team is, you know, yeah, things got real, real quick, but like, it would have been nice not to have that. million in, uh, you know, in cap space, you know, (laughs) like last year too, you know what I mean? Like they could have, you know, maybe gone after a different free agent or something like that, or, or, or brought in, you know, I don't know, maybe a Jabru or, you know, something like that. Like, I I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but it's just like, I don't know. I know it's done. It's over with, but uh, for some reason, it just reminded me of like the Mark Stahl situation where, you know, we gave Mark Stahl that term and that contract, and it was just like, well, what are we doing here? Like, the, the writing has to be on the wall. If everyone sees it, why can't you? And I know, listen, I know that wasn't Drury either, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's making me relive old memories, and those memories were not good. So, uh, yeah, just very frustrating. Yeah, but whatever. They... They, you know, Chris Drury is not the first and certainly won't be the last GM to attach an asset uh, to get rid of an inadvisable contract. You know, it sucks, but it happens. Players don't always work out. We The, the Patrick Nemeth era is over. They're most likely, I assume, going to roll with uh, Schneider and Jones um, next season. I mean, barring a big surprise, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I think like to your point, James, I think now they understand that they can roll out, you know, a Joan Schneider pairing and be don't have to they can be comfortable with it because it can only be better than what it was. With them <laughs> at the time, you know what true, I mean? True, true. Very, very yeah, true. Even Justin Braun, who I think I, even though it settled that way, it wasn't always, you know, it was up and down with him, too. But, you know, he settled in, I thought, pretty OK and did an better than job. Nemeth. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but he goes, uh Justin Braun goes back to, to Philly, right? So, yep. you know, good for him. That's clearly he likes being there. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, we'll put a pin in, in that. So Nemeth is gone. Uh, the Rangers signed Vinny Trocek. They get rid of Patrick Nemeth. You know, they get Ty Emerson back. Uh, and then, I mean, surprise, surprise, because we're all thinking you hear that the Rangers are not going to, they clearly have traded Alexander Georgiev. They need a backup goaltender. Um, they, you hear, I think you hear the beat writers say, I think it was Molly said that the Rangers are not going to go, they're going to let Kincaid go. Uh, and you hear they, they have signed, uh, one of the Rangers 
biggest thorns in their side in Yaroslav Halak. Uh, the Halakness monster. The Halakness monster who absolutely destroys the Rangers every time they play they play him. His I, I someone posted his stats against the Rangers and they were hilarious. I want to find them. Uh Halak Rangers. Excuse me. Titans on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, he can't again, he can't you know, I, we'll I thought that was a great signing. I, I, I couldn't think. I honestly, I, I don't know why I, I didn't even realize Halak was like available. I, I can, I can't think of a better goalie that the Rangers could have picked up for that amount of money. Um, and and we and we kind of know, you know, what the deal is with the New York Rangers and backup goaltending. Like Benoit yeah. Lair has just been magical so far, and you know, it's not like you got an experiment here or a guy down on his luck. I mean, this is just a professional goalie that has been around the league forever. It's played yeah. some played for some really good teams has stepped up in big moments and there's no reason, uh, you know, any Ranger fan should really doubt, uh, his ability to, you know, be a, a, a solid number two to, you know, Igor. So, so James, uh, I found it. So Halak has played the Rangers 34 times. Uh, if you had to guess, what is his, what is, uh, his win-to-loss ratio? What's his stat line? Or not, just what's his win-to-loss ratio in those th- 34 games? 34 games? I'm 34 games say, total. How many I has he gonna, won? How many has he lost? And how many has... Uh, I'm going to say he's 19 and 15. You think he's one nineteen and, and lost won. fifteen? James Halak is twenty four nine and one <laughs> against the Rangers. He is a point nine twenty seven save percentage, a two point three goals against average, and five shutouts against the Jesus. Rangers. Jesus, this guy absolutely killed us for years, but no mo- no moss because now he's he is a Ranger himself. So hopefully he channels whatever that weird fucking hatred of the New York Rangers into playing for them. And he puts that, that's what he exudes when he's making those stops playing for them. But I mean, that's gotta be the first question. Like someone asks him. Yeah. Right. It's like, explain your success. Exactly. It's, it's like, Hey, uh, Vince Mercagliano, USA today. So, uh, what the fuck, man? Like what's wrong (laughs) with you? You know? But yeah, I mean, listen, uh, one year, 1.55 AAV for a established underrated veteran backup. I, I like it. Good signing. Um, and but what do you? So, what were your thoughts on the on the Halak uh, signing? Well, anytime. I mean, the amount of times now I get to say the Halakness monster is yeah always a plus. And I yeah I, I again I, I I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, I it's exactly what I expected the Rangers to do, but I didn't expect it to be Halak. I I, I knew they were eventually going to go after. Uh, a veteran goaltender. Uh, they got rid of. Uh, they allowed Wall to walk with kind of Kincaid, and you know it's. You know, I I kind of figured that they weren't going to bring anybody up. Uh, you know, I, I think Benoit Lair is just. He's done magic. I mean, there's no other really word to describe it. I mean, he's done very well with the New York Rangers backup. I mean, geez, it's just you feel like that everyone that you know kind of comes as the backup carousel including Georgie, you know, has, has played, you know, above, above their expectations. And, you know, and, and that even goes obviously for Igor too, who's been, obviously he's the best goalie in the league. So it's, it's 
you know, it's really nice to never really even have to worry about goaltending or, you know, a tandem with the New York Rangers. It's the one part of being a New York Rangers fan that is stress-free. Uh, and it's been that way for a while. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is, and I'm not really sure if you even have the answer to this, Andy. Are, I, I, am I wrong? Didn't we have some sort of goalie prospect? I think his last name maybe started with a G or something. In, in That was the only kid that I thought maybe. Is it Garland or something like that? Garan, Dylan Garan. Dylan Garan. That's right. Um, I thought maybe, like in, you know, before obviously today, I, I thought like maybe they're going to go with this kid. But, you know, I also know how the Rangers really do like to, you know, have these goalies start out in the AHL. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Grand is so Grand is 20 years old. He was named uh, CHL goaltender of the year. You know, he plays for the um, for the Kamloops Blazers in the in the Western Hockey League. Uh, so yeah, I mean, goaltenders. I feel like they kind like defensemen. They kind of come into their own a little bit later. You know, 20 is young. We saw very young Carter Hart. It kind of almost knocked him for a loop. You know, you could claim Carter Hart had a bounce back year this year and the Flyers were terrible. So, <laughs> right. You know, right. Even, um, even Spencer Knight, young kid, you it's know, tough, struggled man. at times. Yeah. And that's not to say, but, and then, but then you look at, uh, you know, people or people, uh, you know, goaltenders like Igor and uh, Ilya Sorokin who come over closer to 24, 25, and they're much more established and they, they flourish. And that's so it's just kind of that way. You know, I mean, even you look, there's so many, uh, the older goaltenders still around, right? Obviously, Halak's still in the league, but then you know, um, well, Brayden Holtby, Holtby might have finally be retired, but Mark Andre Andre Fleury is uh, still playing hockey, so you know, yeah. And uh, Craig's, I, I guess, uh, Mike Smith is finally yes, Craig Smith, Jesus. Although, <laughs> yeah, it's Craig Smith too. But uh, Mike, you know, Mike uh, Craig Anderson, excuse me. So Craig Anderson, Mike Smith, guys like this, they're older, but they're still technically playing. I think Mike Smith is going to retire, but. Um, but yeah, they just, I think goaltenders just come into the, into it a little bit later. So, but yeah, we'll see. I, I believe Garand is eligible to go to the AHL. So I don't know what the plans are with him. I assume he's going, going to give it a go in the AHL. Um, well, he'll good probably luck. play. He's good luck split. earning. No, good well, luck earning. Well, that will, on, on, yeah. So to segue, you know, professional segue into our next segment, the Rangers were not done with Satani Yaroslav Halak. They by letting Keith Kincaid walk, you lose your prototypical uh, two-way, you know, emergency call-up goaltender who has to, you know, the, James. If there's one thing I know about an emergency call-up goaltender who is also supposed to be your AHL starter, is that they have to have the comportment that they're like, "Hey, man, I'm just happy to be here. You want me to ride the bus down in in, in the, the the always hungry league? I will. But you want to call me up to hang with the boys and make them laugh and smile? I can do that too." Because you have to have a certain comportment to succeed in that situation, right? Because it's a goaltender is such a crazy mental position, and to constantly be jerked around like that is make your head, you know, swing. So they lose the happy-go-lucky Keith Kincaid. So what do they do? They turn around and sign happy-go-lucky Louis Domingue, uh, who they faced in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, yes, spicy pork and broccoli man himself. Uh, that really made me chuckle. I, I don't know what your reaction was, but that's funny. And but knowing you know that they had already signed Halak, you understand what his role is going to be. And I was like, you know what? 
there's something about this guy. He's got a smile. He's always has seems to be in a good mood. Uh, and despite obviously not being clearly not being a, as good as a starting goaltender, uh, he acquitted himself fine for a what you would think a third string goalie would. Right. So, yeah, I had no problem with this. What, what say you, James? Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit. Uh, if you can't beat him, join him, right? It's let's let's. I I feel like he's got to be thrilled to be here. Uh, you know, obviously the the way he played in that, uh, you know, series against the New York Rangers, I I feel like he garnered a lot of respect around the league, and and eventually an NHL team would would pick him up and at least give him a contract for the work that he did and he, and he kind of earned a spot, whether that be a, an AHL guy or, you know, an emergency backup uh, situation where, you know, he's the first guy called up when, you know, uh, eventually a goalie does, ha- you know, goalies do have injuries. So you, you kind of need that third guy to, um, you know, be there. And, and why not, why not King Louie? I mean, shit, he played fucking solid. Uh, I feel like, we just picked up the two guys that absolutely destroyed us. I mean, King Louie it, it was not the reason why, you know, Pittsburgh lost that series. I mean, you could say he had a, he had a bad one. He had one bad game where I'm like, all right, the goal against Kreider that definitely cost them. But other than that, he played solid and, you know, he came in and gave them a ton of minutes, uh, held his own. And, you know, he's a guy that has the right attitude, uh, you know, and, you know, talk about a guy that has experience that's going to be interacting a ton with, you know, a, a kid like Garand and, and we also got that what, Olaf Lindblom or whatever his name is, Lindblom, you know, yeah. just, you know, two young guys. I don't know if they'll ever turn out to be anything. It's not even like we need them to, but you know, shit, Louis certainly has a hell of a story to tell them uh, about his experience in the NHL. So, uh, and just a guy that's been floating around the entire league. So yeah, uh, I kind of like it. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's an upgrade personality-wise from Kincaid. I, I, I like Kincaid. I thought it was fun. He's got a little, you know, personality on Twitter and stuff like that. You know, always a good, you know, team player. Uh, didn't have a good, good little gift today towards the New York Rangers. That's for sure. With the uh, uh, was it Tom DeLong meme of you know what the fuck. <laughs> uh, you know, I, yeah. I thought that was actually pretty humorous on his way. I thought out. it was very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, Rangers, uh, showing that they're all over it when it comes to goaltenders and we don't have to worry about them. Um, and honestly, that was, yeah, I believe unless I'm missing something, James, that was everything the New York Rangers did today. Unless, am I missing someone? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, and that's not to say they won't. Chris Drury in his, uh, meeting the media did say they might be looking at someone you know, with the little money they have, obviously they have to resign Capococco. He expressed that he did not see that being a problem. They're clearly going to work on a, have a bridge worked out. They're just kind of finishing it. Um, but then he said they intimated they might be looking for a bottom, you know, a fourth line center to, uh, you know, just to create a little bit of competition or just to compete with, you know, the likes of Will Cooley and, and, uh, What's a kid we signed from a kid? He's actually a grown man uh, from the Swedish League League. Readall, you know? Um, yeah. For, yeah, just for fourth line duties. So uh, uh, I'm just so, curious. Yeah. Fourth line duties, playing center. I, f- I feel like, where are these people fitting? Or where's this person fitting? I mean, 
you have uh, uh, Zabenejad, Kreider, and Lafreniere. You have Trocek centering, you know, Panarin and Kako. You have, let's just say, Heedle centering, you know, Sammy Blay and Crafts off. I'm just throwing lines out there. And then Goudreau, I would imagine, is going to be centering Reeves. Oh, and break, I got breaking news. All right, here we go. Sorry not to do that. No. Uh, Ryan Strom has found a home, James. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, I want ooh, you to ooh. guess where and for how much. Okay. Or guess how much first. Okay. And then... I'm going to say he got five on the spot. Right on the dot. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. You're correct. Who, where did he go? Where did he go? I, you uh, know what? I guess here. How about this? Guess the, guess the division or guess the conference first. Okay. All right. I'm saying Western conference. Since ding, ding, ding. You're, okay. you're, you're two for two. I, now I want you to, to, uh, pick the division. Oh God. Um, I, yeah, I'm 50, go- 50 shot. I know. I'm going to say central. Ah, you're wrong. It's <sighs> but yeah, it's all right. It's fine. So, which team do you think Ryan Strom signed with? Well, in my head, oh, uh, and, and take and in take in mind what we were just talking about with Ryan Strom. Okay, then Edmonton. No, not not that on the nose. Okay, okay. Um, mm-hmm. San Jose. No. Oh wait, 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 wait. Uh, um, this is gonna be. Wait, don't tell me Calgary signed them. No. Okay. Anaheim? Yep. Anaheim. Five, Ryan right. Strom to the Ducks, five years, $5 million. Okay, well. So he's going to play behind Zegras. So the Islanders really have done nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's the best part of this signing. I think. Uh, well, now, in fairness, we do know that Lou is those guy is one of those people that he lets nothing out. So when he does something, it literally does not. Uh, he like waits till the very end of closer to the season, right? Because that's his style. He always does this his his dumb like Cosa Nostra bullshit that he likes to pull his antics. Um, as you know, as the fans get more irate, um, because someone did say Romanoff is supposed to be listed as is technically a uh, restricted free agent, right? Yeah. But when you go on on the NHL's official registry, he is not listed, which means he is there is he's agreed to a contract, but it has not been announced. Because that's how Lou does cloak and shadow and all this other nonsense. God. But uh, yeah, no. So until until Lou's the the, you know, he finally says, all right, release the information. Um, Nothing. You know, he's not he's done. hasn't done a fucking thing. So, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I am getting uh, pictures right now of the Strom missing the empty net against. I'm, I'm the... sorry, I'm la- I'm laughing at uh, Jay Fresh. Obviously, everyone knows Jay Fresh by now. His player cards, when uh, you know a player is traded or signed or whatever, he posts their card. Ryan Strom signed five point five million dollars by Anaheim as a second line playmaking center, a clever creator of high danger passing plays who takes a lot of minor penalties and draws very few. Developed great chemistry with Artemi Panarin. Which pretty much nails it. <laughs> that couldn't. Strom is in the bottom two percent of of uh, the entire league in terms of his penalty differential. Jeez. In terms of how many penalties he takes uh, compared to drawn. 
Yeah, that's not that's not good. You don't want to no. be at the bottom two percent there. No. But yeah. again, this is exactly the type of place he should go. As we had just said, go to a place that's not ready to compete just yet. That'll probably, if you want, that'll flip you. Uh, you can rack up some points because you're going to get force fed minutes that whether or not you're ready for them or, or you have the wingers to help you out. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who are the, <laughs> I'm trying to think, well, I guess they just signed Frank. So they might pair Vitrano with them if he's not going to play ride shotgun with Zegris. Right. Cause Raquel's gone. Right. Um, they let Milano walk. I'm just trying to, I don't even know who Anaheim's forwards are now. They, right, they let Sam. I'm just Snow. trying to think. It's like Henrik still there. Uh, yeah, or, or I think Henrik is a free agent, right? Um, is he? I I, I don't know. But uh, whatever, James. Uh, and we know obviously Ryan Getzlack retired. Oh, I, um, Troy Terry is there. I know that. So right. And I guess you got to imagine Silverberg's still there, but you know he's a whole lot of nothing. So. And but you know, listen, that's a team that still has young guys like Mason McTavish, who I think is going to be awesome. So who knows? Maybe Strom is going to play on the wing, or at least help McTavish develop. You know, and then you're going to plug in Vitrano there. So yeah, I still they still don't make the playoffs when you know. Uh, but hey, the, he's doing exactly what we thought he should. You go to a place where you can, you're going to get force fed ice time and minutes, and you'll still put up good count, respectable counting stats at least because, and everyone can say, well, you know, his line gave up lots of goals, but their team's bad. So it's not his fault. And he can clearly put the puck in the net. So we're going to, you know, we'll trade for him to put us over the top. Um, wow. What an end of an era, huh? For the New York Rangers. Yeah. No more yeah. Ryan Strom. Oh, uh, let's end it with this little trivia question. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be a, I think a layup for you, but it's a fun little thing that I was uh, talking sure. today with, uh, a coworker of mine. As of right now, mm-hmm. who has the third most tenure on the New York Rangers? Third most tenure. Because right. Kreider's clearly number one. Right. Zibanejad is number two. Correct. Filipedal. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, crazy to think. Philip, will this kid ever figure it out? He'll. Uh, that's yeah. It's pretty nuts to think. There's a there's that picture of um, the Rangers on the plane, like not. I think the year they won the President's Trophy when they actually went down to Tampa, and yeah. they're all they're all like everyone and literally no one is left from that team. And that was in twenty. I think it was in twenty fifteen or sixteen. So I got you know what I guess it's. Six years ago, right? Yeah. Not what Crider's the only one left. It's pretty wild to think about, you know? Um, it's definitely wild. And it's even more wild to think that, like, a guy like Filipedal, who as of right now is 22 years old, is the third most tenured Ranger on the on this hockey team. Like, talk about, you know, I know, listen, I understand that we went through a rebuild here, but. You're talking about a 22-year-old kid that has the third most tenure on this New York Rangers team. That is pretty wild. Like, we have a lot of turnover. It's just amazing how far we've come. And it's even, you know, it's just even crazier that, you know, here we are, the New York Rangers. We just got done going to the Eastern Conference Final. 
we still have a ton of young kids trying to figure out whether or not, you know, they're, they're, you know, going to be guys that could actually, you know, be a part of a cup contending team. And uh, our third most tenured New York Ranger is a 22 year old who will be 23 starting the season next year, but is a 22 year old, you know, draft pick that, uh, you know, that's played a lot of hockey with the New York Rangers. I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible. You know, he's already played 253 games with the New York Rangers. Wild. Nuts. So oh, man. Any, anything else, Andy, before we wrap it up? No, I mean, you know, listen, this is, there are still, uh, it, signings are still going to leach in. So if we don't get to, we're James are recording this Wednesday night, close to 10 uh, PM. But, uh, again, things are still trickling in. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're sorry if we don't get to cover everything that happens, but we'll, we'll address the, um, the rest as it leaks in on our next podcast. But yeah, listen, honestly, today's about, I, I'm personally happy with what the Rangers did. Their clear, their center depth is clearly has been their biggest issue. It's not an issue anymore. If you're going to, if this is how they're going to roll. So I'm happy in that regard. Um, and I'm happy for the smaller teams. I'm happy for the Ottawa Senators. They get Claude Giroux. What a week the Ottawa Senators had. They get to brink it at the draft. They get Claude Giroux. You know, they they made some good moves, man. Uh, so I'm happy for them. Congratulations to the Columbus Blue Jackets getting winning uh, the you know the crown jewel of free agency in Johnny Hockey. So um, and yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. I guess you know the Devils. Uh, they what they traded away Jesper Bratt, so we'll see what they do. And the Islanders haven't done anything yet. Um, but yeah, I no complaints from the Rangers and free agency. I think Chris Jury has shown that a strength of him is uh, keying in on what he thinks, self-diagnosing what the team needs based on a, a sample size, and then going after it. It worked at the trade deadline out for them pretty well. So I think he's earned the right to say that um, you know this will probably work out for him too. And it's it passes the smell test so far, but. Uh, we haven't seen them take the ice yet, but um, yeah, no complaints about the New York Rangers and free agency, but it's still not over. So we'll see if uh, what else Chris Drury has, you know, up his sleeve, because as of yet, the New York Rangers have one spot available and Capo Caco is still without a contract. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.